friends, welcome back to Unshakable. I'm Pastor Jeff from Oak Hill Bible Church. Thanks again for joining me. We are continuing to look at this subject of this movement within the church called Christian Nationalism, CN for short. And um, everybody watching this video, I'm sure, would say that we recognize that our country and indeed the world has fallen into moral decline in recent decades. And I think every believer watching today would say we would love to see that reversed. We would love to see our country and the world bow before Christ and His Word. So with that, we agree with the folks that want to move forward Christian nationalism. The crux of the debate is how do we go about doing that? What's the strategy, what's the biblical strategy for transforming our nation and the nations of the world? What are the tools we should use? What are the weapons we should pick up in pursuit of that goal? So I left, uh, left off last time with a, a question. Um, what does the New Testament tell us about how Jesus and the apostles and the early church, by extension, how did they deal with the sinful Greco-Roman world that they lived in and operated in? What instructions did Jesus give to his apostles as he sent them out into the world? Did they fan out into the ancient world with the goal of establishing God's law and the goal of Christianizing the Greco-Roman world? That's a question that we need to answer. And listen, I think we know the answer to the last question. It's pretty plain in Scripture. The goal, according to Jesus, was never to go out and Christianize the nations of the world. The goal was to go out and make disciples of all nations, meaning to go into the world, into these countries, and to preach and teach the gospel, and then see who God calls out of the nations of the world and into his kingdom, thereby creating what I called a few weeks ago these colonies of the kingdom of God within the nations themselves. So this is important. Nowhere in Scripture do we see Jesus specifically instructing his followers to target civil government or to go after civil laws and say, that's what we need to change as part of the gospel mission. It's just not in the Bible. Now, I know what a Christian nationalist might say. They, they might say, okay, Jeff, well, I agree. We don't see that instruction in the pages of Scripture, but the world has changed, and so our strategy has to change. That's, that's what they might argue. And my response, uh, to be as gracious as I can, I would say, okay, great. I'm willing to listen. What strategy do you have? But before we do that, let's be honest. What you're about to share with me is a pragmatic discussion. It is not a biblical mandate that you're sharing. And again, I'm willing to listen to my brothers and sisters in Christ as long as we're honest. If it's purely pragmatic, that you just want to live in a more Christian world, I get that. I would love to see our world be more Christian, but let's not package it as if what I'm about to share is actually from the pages of Scripture. Now, Paul is a really interesting example for us because we have the record of his missionary life in the pages of the New Testament, and we know that Paul was a Roman citizen. He came from the city of Tarsus in Asia Minor, which was a, a really important city in his day. In fact, uh, Tarsus became the capital of the Roman province of Cilicia in the year 67 BC. So Paul was really, really familiar with the Roman world and the Roman ways. And yet we don't see Paul going around and doing either of two things. Either A, proclaiming the glories of Rome, like we tend to do today, you know, the glory of America. But we also don't see him spending any time addressing Roman culture or Roman government and calling for it to be transformed in a Judeo-Christian way. The fact is, guys, the early church had very little direct confrontation with the empire. 
It just wasn't on their radar. Now, they did proclaim another king as they preached and taught, right? We know that, King Jesus. So yes, it's possible that their message was misinterpreted by people as defying Caesar, but they didn't come out and denounce Caesar or, or they didn't go after Roman culture or the Roman nation to try to say it needs to be Christianized. Instead, what they did is what I think we should still be doing today, and that's to seek to be good citizens within the place that God has planted us. Okay? And I think the New Testament is very, very clear on this, right? We should be productive citizens. We should be honoring those who are in authority as much as we possibly can. Listen, unless they tell us to do something that is unbiblical, we should honor those in authority. We should pay our taxes. We should seek to promote the peace of our country, and we should do good to our neighbor, right? And the goal is, of course, again, not to Christianize our country, but if that happens, that's a wonderful byproduct, but that's not the goal. The goal in doing those things, in being good citizens, is so that we can continue to practice our faith in freedom. We can continue to worship our King, even here within this nation we live in, and we can continue to keep sharing the gospel. Now, does that mean we should be completely uninvolved with the world around us, just ignore all the cultural madness? Of course not. We have to be involved. That is, that is the public aspect of gospel ministry. This is where I agree with my friends who are Christian nationalists. Where we disagree is on the how. How do we, how do we transform this culture we live in by way of the gospel? What are the tools? What are the spiritual weapons we're supposed to pick up to be in this battle? See, here's the thing about the apostles in the early church. Rather than address the structural framework of this world they lived in, this massive Roman empire that they lived in, they sought to form a new community within that empire, within the nations, under a different king, who was King Jesus. So this is one of the reasons why at Oak Hill we're constantly harping on this idea that every Christian should be a faithful, committed, covenant member of a local church because it's in that community, which by the way, those communities are still being formed, still being built today by our King. That is where we express and live out our truest loyalties, which is not to America. We can love America, but our truest loyalties is to our home in heaven, the kingdom of God, and our King who is God and His Son, Jesus Christ. So whenever I stand up to preach on Sundays, in some sense, I am preaching a political message. And that may surprise some of you guys as I say that because we don't, we don't talk politics on Sunday. But I am reminding the co congregation every Sunday of their truest allegiances, not to the President of the United States or our Congress, not to America, but to Jesus. By the way, the same is true when we go out, you or I, we go out and we share the gospel with friends and neighbors and co-workers. We're seeking to advance the cause of Christ within the nation of America. So the local church is, in some sense, a political rallying point for God's people. And as we go about life in this secular world, we are ambassadors for our true king. And we're seeking to build relationships so we can recruit new citizens for the kingdom of God. How? by way of love and by way of biblical truth. And here's the thing, friends, that type of practical, faithful gospel ministry where we're serving as good ambassadors for the kingdom of God, that can, over time, have a leavening effect on society. It can bring about transformational change in culture. Here's the key, if God wills it, right? Because we, 
we like to think we're in control, that if we just strategize and then do X, Y, and Z, that we can change the world around us. But the fact of the matter is, our calling is just to be faithful to the biblical mandate, to the gospel mission. God is the one that produces the results. And if he wants to transform a culture, he can. So I think it's really important for us to say that the biblical mandate for changing culture is not top down. What do I mean by that? It means we don't, as gospel ministers, just target government, changing government. We don't just target changing laws, okay? We don't do that. It's not about those things because this is a really important statement. The church conquers from below, not from above. The church conquers from below, and that is, that is true in church history. I mentioned a few weeks ago that, that the church outlasted the mighty Roman Empire. How is that true? Well, they didn't target Caesar. They didn't target the Senate. They didn't target changing Roman laws. They came from below, okay? Because the church, the gospel is a grassroots movement. So the church conquers by planting seeds in the hearts of men and women, and that slowly grows over time. And if God wills it, that can bring about real change. That to me is the biblical mandate, not top down, but from below, seeds planted in this grassroots movement that eventually affects and leavens culture. That, I think, is the right way. So here's the thing. I'll, I'll just say this in wrapping up. Yes, we should be part of the political system that we live in. We should be voting our values. We should seek to put Christian truth into the public square so that we can leaven it, so that we can, you know, even laws. We should seek to promote laws that, that bring us back to biblical truth. All those things are great, but ultimately, Ultimately, the most effective thing we can do, the most biblical thing we can do is to strengthen our churches, these communities, these colonies that we're building, strengthen the believers inside the walls of the church, and then send them outside the walls of the church in their daily life to plant those seeds that can bring about real change. But again, only if God wills it right? So he produces the results and he's a faithful God. We can trust that. Let's just do what we're called to do and let God determine the results. Amen? Amen. All right. Thanks again for being with me here today. Uh, hopefully see you again next week if I have a chance to shoot another video. Until then, remain unshakable and love each other well.